This is the Era of Alpha podcast. Famous quote by Abraham Lincoln. Give me six hours to chop down a tree, and I will spend the first four sharpening the axe. And that's what we're here to do, gents. We're here to sharpen ourselves and make ourselves better men. Welcome to the Era of Alpha podcast. This is the Era of Alpha podcast. A quote from the president, John F. Kennedy. When written in Chinese, the word crisis is composed of two characters. One represents danger and the other represents opportunity. That's kind of what we're here to talk about tonight, guys. We're here to talk about crisis and how we manage our life that when it becomes down to crisis, you know what I mean? Uh, We're going to talk a little conspiracy theory first. Uh, just because we've all been kind of digging deep in the conspiracy theory with the whole Wayfair stuff coming out and all that kind of stuff. Um, and there's a reason I went with the John F. Kennedy quote today and Randall, I told you, I wasn't going to tell you until you heard it. And, uh, how excited are you about that one? I'm more excited about junior. Yeah. Junior. <laughs> right. That's why I said it, dude. Well, see, the thing is though, once John F. Kennedy died, junior kind of got removed from his name. So that's why they're yeah. saying Whenever junior is no longer junior. Yeah, junior is no longer exactly. junior. Junior is now JFK. That's true. Is that is that a legal statement? Like whenever whenever senior dies, do you really get rid of junior? You know, legally, as in like the name, I don't think that goes away. But I think, you know, kind of like. Got it. You know, like it's understood. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. So like this whole Wayfair thing, like when it came out of nowhere and like a bunch of newbies got a hold of it. I don't know if you guys saw that meme with uh, the two little girls hovering one, one's hovering over the toilet and the other one is uh, holding the hair up and the one that's (laughs) vomiting in the toilet. It's like, (laughs) this is the, the newbie conspiracy theorist on Wayfair. And then (laughs) the girl holds it. I looked it up really quick and, um, after the senior dies, after the father dies, the junior may drop the the title junior if he wants to. But like okay. for me, I'm a junior, and I can tell you after my dad dies, I'm going to keep that junior around. I don't care. Junior, it's a respect thing. So uh, let's get let's get on some of these conspiracy theory things. Um, Randall Burris recently shared with me a um, QAnon video series on YouTube. Um, it kind of blew my mind a little bit. A lot of it talked about a lot of stuff that I already had known about in a way, but it kind of linked a lot of stuff together. That I never thought of before in this whole cabal of evil that is supposedly running the earth and the forces of good that are trying to triumph over it. Um, and it was, it was super interesting to me. Um, because it tied a lot of things together that I had not really thought about tying together and then brought up this whole cliffhanger thing at the end that just kind of blew my mind. In the yeah, the cliffhanger, the cliffhanger on that actual documentary. Right. It's just kind of weird, but. It's a little stretch. <laughs> yeah. Time yeah. traveling. I mean. Yeah. The Simpsons have been predicting shit for quite some time. Maybe right. there really is time traveling. Maybe, no, maybe know, JFK like, Jr. is writing The Simpsons. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, the the end of that was like okay, it it almost was like 
you totally ruined every like five hour documentary you just made. <laughs> well, I don't, everything, I don't, I don't technically know. You I, said before that has just one in and out the other. <laughs> so we're, if you, if you go into YouTube and type in fall of the cabal, um, this is the video series we're talking about. And it's, it's worth a watch. If you are into conspiracy right. theories, it's written by it's, it's produced by someone who's a member of QAnon. Um, following the Q movement is an interesting thing and the Q drops and all that kind of stuff is kind of putting peaks into the other side of where normal people function, trying to open the eyes of people who don't actually look for these things. Um, I, I, I'm not a guy who, I'm not going to say I hate conspiracy theories. I hate discussing conspiracy theories in public places, but I'm willing to do it tonight because like it's so prevalent right now with everybody around us, everybody with this Wayfair thing, which is fucking insane. Yeah, yeah. Can I can I just ask? It. Can I ask one question? Why do conspiracy theory documentaries have to have some sort of like horror music in the background and <laughs> and like and like fuzzy television? Like what? It's so weird. Like why well, can't it be done? It's because. A conspiracy theory is supposed to be like, if you look at technical conspiracy theories that people talk about, it's always about something bad. Right. Yeah. But it's so also, I, mean, like, I get it, but it's like almost cheesy. Like, come on. Right. It's, it's to be expected now though. It's, it's also about critical thinking. It's supposed to open your mind to make you go do the research yourself. So that way they're trying to keep you as a like good fellow and- like subscriber, like make you fall on that rabbit hole at all times. And here's, here's something else too. Like when I talk about when I'm teaching uh, concealed handgun license classes, right. I talk about how, what does your mind do when you go into a panic situation or when, when, the, when you get overstimulated, you get that noise of a white TV screen filling your head with static before you actually change the channel and start processing the information. And I kind of see like watching these conspiracy theory things too. If you're not open-minded, nah, I'm not going to say open-minded. If you've never been exposed to this and you start hearing these things and actually start to believe them, your mind's going into that panic mode and that, that static is filling your head. So I think it's kind of like a, a visual cinemography. Cin- cinema. Bob, what's the word there? Cinematography? Cinematography. Okay. So it's, it's, a, it's a cinematography play to not only like trick your mind into relating to it but it's it's got cinematography well, value listen, to it. i'll tell you like okay so I'll, I'll i'll bring her up little miss patriot she has this story on the super bowl right i haven't um, one yet holy crap like so she talks about um well first of all first of all do you guys remember who did the last super bowl mm-hmm. come on this is a pop the quiz Patriots and the 49ers do you, do you remember who performed the halftime show in the Super Bowl? Do you remember? Come on. Justin Timberlake? Shakira. 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 Yeah, Shakira and J-Lo. Yeah. Yeah. Shakira and J-Lo. So Shakira, like, you know, <laughs> I remember being like, wow, Shakira did a great job. Okay, J-Lo was a sick Oh, but... <laughs> Security. Yeah, these these women on national TV then, and my kids are sorry. I'm I'm yelling over then, you. But then I started li- looking at this stuff and like she's tying herself in a rope. Um, she hangs up on a pole and everyone is like worshiping her on this pole. 
um, she has kids in cages. And, and then like, um, I mean, I've never like, dude, our Super Bowls were like Michael Jackson dancing, Aerosmith playing rock and roll. Like we have some of this sick stuff that's going on. Like if you think about like how, uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, uh, come on. The one that dressed in meat. Like that's just, Lady Gaga. yeah, Lady Gaga. Yeah, yeah. This is weird. We didn't have that. Like, right. So, so I will say that JLo, what I was saying is like, there's even a, they even have a picture of the stage, an aerial photo of the stage representing the satanic temple. And it's like, it's so clear. They make it so clear now. Like, yeah. All right, so I was listening to a podcast about the whole Super Bowl stuff, and it was it was super interesting because I never thought about it that way. And then watching the videos behind it, like I, I was working a night shift at my old job where I was sitting in a basement for 12 hours, that kind of thing. And I started going down the rabbit hole with the Super Bowl. Um, so allegedly, the kids in cages were supposed to represent the kids that uh, Trump was locking in cages at the border, keeping them separate from their families and all that stuff, allegedly. Mm-hmm. Um, but after doing the research on how blatantly conspiracy theory late in the Super Bowl show is every year, um, and how the like if you always watch the Super Bowl, what are they preaching? Fear, one love, strength, yeah, unity, yeah. This all this, yeah. one one people, and and you know when the devil is supposedly coming back, he's going to unite all the people as one person, as you know a false prophet. Right. Um, and dude, it's crazy. Like all the, all the different signs and watching what all the, uh, people are wearing on stage and the symbolism behind what they're wearing on stage and like the, the shapes of the stage itself, like being in, we didn't have, we didn't have that man. Like, you know, my wife was talking about how, um, when Rihanna first came out, uh, with all her Egyptian stuff, like that's kind of when it all began, like it, it also like, I, mean, yeah, I don't remember any of that back in back in our day. You got to think about it. The advances in media, just in general, since those times, have helped this grow. It, it, I mean, the brainwashing is a real thing. Um, it just chooses whether you choose to pay attention to the brainwashing or you choose to pay attention to a hot Latin chick shaking her ass on the stage, like I was right. with a rope, with a rope, and right. I, I wasn't paying attention to the rope. That That's is great. not what I was looking at when she was dancing. <laughs> You weren't looking at the rope. No, no. <laughs> um, so, so let's talk about something else really quick here with conspiracy theories, because this is always something about conspiracy theories that I like to find out is the ending of a conspiracy theory. Whenever you watch it or watch movies or documentaries on a conspiracy theory, what is it always trying to instill in that person? Fear. Uh, yeah. Uh, fear is one thing. Yeah. Well, during, during the video, fear, right? What are they doing at the end? Trick question. Most of the time, they're trying to instill hope, right? Yeah. That the future will change. The evil. Well, I was gonna. Change. I was gonna say that. Yeah, I was gonna say that. Yeah. Right. So, so they're trying to instill hope. Mm-hmm. So, with that, with that series, the fall of Cabal, um, they try to instill that hope with JFK Jr. being alive still. And using Trump as a tool to finish his father's plan to take down the deep state, right? Dude, if that happens, 
we are living in the best day of our lives. If that happens, the fall cabal, there's a guy, you guys saw it. So like the guy's dressed up, he's in, he's at the rallies. The wife is like six feet apart or some woman is six feet apart from him. Like it's all there. Is that, is it, is it him or is it not him? Bill, do you think it's him? Man, dude, it, it is so hard to, to say yes or no, because I mean, it's, there's so much uncertainty behind everything, you know, like I, I got the media telling me one thing then I got this Janet person telling me another thing then I got QAnon telling me something else. Like, like I honestly don't even know who to help, who the hell to listen to anymore, except for just, turn it all off and just live in the moment. Well, I'll tell you, like, I'm almost, well, I think I've landed my plane when it comes to the sex trafficking that's going on. I've landed my plane. Well, we know the sex trafficking is going on. There's no doubt about that. I've landed my plane on the Epstein, uh, the Tom Hanks, the Chrissy Teigen. And for the most part, I mean, that's, I'm sad about it because freaking one of my favorite movies is big. Dude, my favorite movie of all time is fucking Forrest Gump. I know. And I'm like, what? Like, I can't. I, I, so it's just crazy. I, I mean, and, and the fact that like, uh, I went back and I watched uh, Ricky Gervais um, opening. Uh, was it the Oscars or the Grammys? Oscars. And, um, I was like the faces on these guys when Jarvis said what he said. He's been doing it for four years. He's been he's been like trying to let people know for four years what's been going on. Right. And you know, calling them perverts, and everybody's state is laughing, calling them scums. Yeah, <laughs> he's been saying this for four years. I mean, you got to think about Mel Gibson too. Mel Gibson, yeah. another another celebrity who's been speaking up against it, calling them Satan worshippers, and talking openly about. Well, I haven't that. heard much about him, so you're Bro. you're going to have to send me some links. I haven't I haven't heard much right. on on yeah. what he said. Yeah. So look up Peto Wood. Look up Peto Wood. On- I've seen that hashtag floating around. P e t a w o d. Yeah, P E D O P E D O W O D. Okay, I thought you were saying PETA. What is that about? It's it talks about all the celebrities that have been speaking about it. You know, your Chris Bennington's and your, your oh, Chris that have been speaking that speaking your, about it like speaking. Yeah, and you know, like all the people that have been killed because they've been trying to speaking about it. You know, like yeah, like Chester Bennington. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Chester, Chris Cornell, Chris uh, Cornell. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, we're talking about all these guys that have died when they've been trying to attack these things. Um, well, I was looking on, uh, there was a, a, a super popular post um, today from, uh, I don't know, Blake Lively was the one that, uh, where is it? Where is it at? Come on, tell me, talk to me here. Uh, I can't remember where it's at, but Blake Lively was speaking and she's a big advocate for, uh, sex trafficking and stuff like that. So I went to the to the foundation or the the organization that sponsored or sponsored this, 
I started going to their website and everything. And uh, one of the things that they support is Bo Biden Foundation. And Bo Biden Foundation is uh, their main goal is protecting kids. So it's kind of like weird, right? It's like, okay, because um, you got to know that Biden's a part of it somehow. Yeah. And so if Biden's a part of it, how does Bo Biden, the bro- the son? Maybe maybe Bo saw something and got invited into it and didn't like it. You know, no. so, so this, this is... Or listen, no, 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 hang on, hang on, hang on. They, they said in that in that video, the fall of cabal, that all these people that are tied to these things are the people that are having these child. Yep. Like the adoption like, agents. They're like luring them. They're luring them in there so they can use them for whatever drug, the adrenochrome that they're trying to yeah. harvest for these kids. That's, yeah. Man, we are you going know? deep. You know, like like so these kids are being brought into these the, these agencies to be sacrificed for a drug called adrenochrome wait hold on before you go any further before you go any further bob unmute your mic for a second okay do you have any idea what we're talking about no idea never (laughs) (laughs) i I had to call him out bill because bob's sitting there shaking his head like what the fuck are you Uh, guys talking about seriously bob listen they this this adrenochrome it is it is harvested from a gland inside of kids' brains, and it's basically the fountain of youth. Fear, say, it's basically um, adrenaline it's, harvested from the brain of a child after fear has been induced. Yes, and what it, they, they say it's just like a uh, – man, I don't know. It's, it, it's a whole rabbit hole in its own. So just, it's, how, it's how Oprah's staying young. It's like it's supposed to be better a better a better trip than LSD, and it's supposed to be what keeps the is keeping these old ass celebrities young, like younger than they're supposed to look after what they've been through. Yeah. You think Cruz? You think Cruz is in on it? Do you think what? Cruz, Tom, yeah, Ted, I don't. Ted, he, man, he is such a wild card. <laughs> They've already released names. Here's the danger of this is you already label them guilty until proven innocent versus innocent proven guilty. It's kind of like, you know, we started going down like Kim Paisley today and like started looking at her stuff and she's got some weird stuff on, on her Instagram. And I'm like, Hmm, she was a child star. Um, but I haven't seen her name floating around anywhere. Like there's a long list, you know, Macaulay Culkin had a whole list of it. Uh, Corey Feldman had a whole list of them. She wasn't on that list. So like, I'm kind of giving them benefit of doubt a little bit, <laughs> you know, is that what that flow chart behind you is Randall? No, <laughs> I've been doing research. I'm trying to figure shit out all day. <laughs> I'm surprised there's not red string taped up there to, you know, connect the dots. <laughs> So, so, so like, the, let's talk about conspiracy. So, I mean, it's fun digging into these conspiracy theories, but let's talk about some here really quick. Okay. Is it worth our time to be focusing so much attention on these or can we spend our time on something else better? Well, here's the thing. Like it has been fun and it, it, it is a consume, like it will consume you. It is consuming. It will consume you just like media does. Like it, it'll distract you. 
just mm-hmm. like media does. And for me, like, you know, um, when I think about some of the stuff that could happen out of it, it leaves me hopeful. It leaves me hopeful. Like, man, like, like if I look, you know, if you go to that little miss Patriot bill and you'll, you look up Nasera, bro, you're, you're going to be like, Oh my gosh. Like that would be freaking amazing if that ever happened. Um, you know, I mean, cause it, it, it talks about, yeah, anyway, we won't go there, but it does, it leaves you hopeful. But at the same time, when you start thinking about this other stuff, it's just like, oh man, like who, who's, who's in on this? Like, who's in, like, is Justin Timberlake in on this? Cause if he is, man. um, my kids watch trolls and <laughs> you know, you start thinking like, um, what am I doing with my kids watching, watching this, this stuff on TV and all this kind of stuff. You start, you start really thinking about like, wait, hold on. You know, the Vinings, you know, I see the Vinings, the, the kids are outside all the time. You know, right. you know, it, it's right there on Instagram. The, the, their kids are pretty much outside all the time. Not rarely watching TV. So am I doing, am I doing something wrong? by having the TV on a bit and not bringing them outside too much, you know, just trying to reprogram them a little bit. Right. So, so here's, here's the interesting thing too, that you got to think about So we're all millennials technically, right? I hate to admit that. Yeah. I know. Bob, you're not Bob. You're older. When was the millennial cut off? Hell, I don't know. I think it was 30. Bob, Google that really quick for me. When's the millennial cut off stuff? I was born in 85. I was born in 88. Randall, you, you're not a millennial. Yeah, I think I'm at the tail end. I'm 37. Yeah, I, think, right now. I think he's technically uh, te- technically is. I'm at, I'm at the tail end. Between 82 and 2000. Okay. Uh, 82. Yep. 82. Yep. So so technically we're all millennials here. So I I well except for Bob. Bob, you're the odd man out. Okay. I really don't believe the 82, but it's all right. So, so let me, let me say something here. Okay. About, about this whole millennial thing. And then I'm going to segue. Okay. So I'm kind of proud of millennials right now. Being a millennial, we are the era of people who are there for the creation of the internet. We were there for the creation of the mass flow of information that people are so used to day to day. Back when I was a kid, I didn't go on the internet every day. It was a treat to go on the internet. Yeah. Back when I was a kid, my parents kicked me out of the house instead of watching Dial TV. Dial up bitches. Huh? Dial up bitches. Right. Back in my day, my parents would be, I'd be talking on the phone to my girlfriend, who is now my wife, and my parents would be like, hey, Thomas, get off the phone so I can get on the internet, right? So, so we, we, we've witnessed both worlds so far, right? Who are the people, who are the people that are calling out? Oh, God, it's been forever since I've heard that noise. <laughs> Dude, I used to go to my neighbor's house to get on the internet. <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. So, so we are the people who've witnessed both sides of that thing, right? Both sides of this world so far. So 
here's an interesting thing too. If you look at a lot of the people who are calling this stuff out, who are running the information sharing of all the, the bad stuff that's going on, like the fall of the cabal, I'm, per, I'm, under, I'm gonna be safe in saying it's a lot of millennials. A lot of millennials yeah. are freaking out about this child trafficking way, wayfare stuff, right? A lot of old people are like, oh, that's bullshit, this internet shopping stuff. And a lot of the younger people just don't understand. So it's falling on our generation to change things, right? And we, we can safely say that with the way the world is nowadays, we are in a crisis. Mm-hmm. We are in a crisis of personality, trying to figure out what we are as a nation and who we are as a nation with all this uh, racial divide and all this yeah. trafficking and fighting all this, right? We are in a crisis. So in relating the, this, this conspiracy theory stuff to you know, kind of going a little deep here on our own stuff and crisis management, like this, this gives you pause to think about what, what's one of the biggest things that people tend to do when they're in a state of crisis. Hmm. I mean, it, that could range from anything. I, I, like freaking blues traveler. His, his medication was, it was food. Like, and that's, that's me too. Like I, I, I turned to food like during right. crisis. I'll, I'll eat. For me, for, for me, when I turn to crisis, I, I, I look for information. Yeah, I mean, the, the, well, talking about the unhealthy, healthy, you know, that kind of thing, like the unhealthy, right, right. the unhealthy of crisis management is I go to food. Like I just I like that's what comforts me. But if well, I'm on my best self, yeah, I mean, definitely like crisis management. I got to figure out like, OK, wait a minute. Um, I didn't pl- I didn't post a black square on my Instagram. Nope. Um, I, I didn't because I yeah. wasn't going to stand up for it. like I I know that I know I know that I'm not a racist. That's for one. Bob, uh, you're a damn boomer. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> and so like I wasn't gonna, I wasn't going to like own up to that. Like I'm not a racist, so I'm not putting a black square. I don't care. Like I know we I know we have ra- racism, and yeah, that sucks, but. Um, this Black Lives Matter BS is BS. That's all. I'm, that, that's all it is. So that's another conspiracy theory to dive in at a later point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, so what I'm trying to get to though is is <clears throat> how we can relate the conspiracy theories to what what people tend to do in a crisis, right? So, me, when something horrible happens, right? Um, I'm trying to think of a good example of of recent day. Okay, so all the rioting and looting that happened after this George Floyd incident, right? Yeah. I was glued to the TV and social media, watching all the videos, reading all the articles I can to try and figure out what the hell happened and what is going on and what to plan for and trying to figure out what I need to do. So, so in this, in, in this information gathering phase, it became unhealthy because right. I was up till three o'clock in the morning on my phone while laying in bed next to my wife, watching videos of riding and looting. Do you think fear was the driver? No, what not do you think for about- me. For me, it's not fear. Okay. I, I have a very interesting relationship with fear and that's going to be another conversation completely altogether. Another podcast episode. For me, it was more of the preparedness mindset. You were like, I got to freaking figure out like if somebody comes to my house, what? No, no, I'm, not even that. I'm going to fuck them up. Not even that. I already, that, that's been a plan from day one <laughs> for me. It's, it's okay. So now this is happening. Do I have money to buy the extra stuff that I want to, to want to get, you know, I'm not, I'm not afraid of not being able to get it because I know if I need it, I can get it. I know people. 
and I know places to find things, but it's more of shit. Now this is going to make my life a little bit harder. I mean, Tom, like, think about it, dude. Like it started with COVID, right? It started with COVID. It started Wait a second. And, conspiracy theory wise. Let's admit it started way before COVID. It started way. What, but what I'm saying is like COVID happened. Well, yeah, COVID happened. Um, the freaking um, BLM happened. Now, like there's this wishy-washy of mask and unmask and un- and all this kind of stuff and going on. And then like now there's like, you know, we're coming up to election. Now sex trafficking is it and all this kind of stuff. I'll tell you, like the crisis that we're in has 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 opened my eyes to see like, oh, crap. OK, what what's really important in my life? What do I value like the most important? And so for one, um, I got to get financially stable uh, for one. That's that's the first thing I got to do. The second thing I got to do, I got to figure out how to how to provide for my family the best way possible um, that can set us up for success. I don't like, and what I mean success is like, if shit hit the fan, like it has been <laughs> like, if it continues, we, if it, it wasn't shit. that long ago, we just had the apocalypse episode and we were talking about what were, what would you do during that during if apocalypse happened, you know, what, what would you do? Uh, we started talking about, would you, would you steal the neighbor's cow? Or is it now the time to like figure out how you can get a piece of land to put a cow on so you can be prepared, you know? Here's my my theory behind this, okay? And I think Bill will kind of – Bill and I don't always agree on things. No. I love Bill to death, though. I love talking to Bill about these things. But I think here is something that Bill and I can fully agree upon, okay? And this has to go with the conspiracy theories and everything that's going on and the crisis we're in and what you can learn from this crisis. Okay. So I posted in the, in the era of alpha Facebook group today about knowing my friends and having a list of a, B and C of who's going to be useful and whatnot, right. And a list, B list and C list. What is this whole COVID and black lives matter movement and Tifa movement done in this nation? Just in general, huh? Division. It has caused division. So instead of focusing on what I can do to just make my family nucleus better, what I've been focusing on is growing relationships. Mm. Okay. And in a crisis where you're in a state of crisis, what is the easiest way to get out of that state of crisis? Community. Community. To have someone drag you out of that crisis. When, you know, veterans talk about it all the time, that 22 a day, right? 22 veterans commit suicide a day. And how, how can we stop that? By reaching out to our boys that we serve yeah. with. By, by going back to that community that was so strong, right? Mm-hmm. So as, this, as all these conspiracy theories that we feel are playing out right now are, is driving everyone apart, I feel it's so fucking important to not forget the community, right? Even though you're afraid of your neighbor, my neighbor is a postal carrier. She touches random shit all day and is by people's houses all day, right? Every chance I see her out in the yard, I'm talking to her. Dude, I had a chicken Dude, escape. I got a, I got a neighbor with a Wi-Fi code that says kill Trump. I don't know who he is yet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still trying to figure who he is. <laughs> but, but what I'm saying is, 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 you know, with this whole division, 
that's going on in this nation right now, I feel like it's so important to push the community aspect of it. And it's the same with crisis management, right? If I don't know what's going on, guess what? I can ask my friend and seek information from my friend who might have a different understanding and a different angle. And it's the whole thing about, you know, going through anything in life. If you are anxious, if you are trapped, if you feel trapped, step back, take a view from a different perspective. And if you can't gain that perspective, go to somebody else. If you don't know, ask, seek out that information. And I think that's so important to talk about with the crisis management is, is, you know, seeking, not just don't get trapped in your own ways, take a step back and talk to other people. Which, you know, with us recently, we've been failing. We've all had such a crazy life recently. Bill's got a new job going on with a new schedule he's trying to figure out. I've got a new job going on with a new schedule I'm trying to figure out. Randall ain't got no job no more. So he's at home <laughs> with his family just sucking up all that time. Bob, Bob's just Bob. Bob's a boomer. He's always busy. And, and Foley, Foley's doing a lot of focusing on the family right now. That's why he's not here. He's in Colorado with his family on vacation. So, so, you know, the division I feel like is running deep. So I'm going to make a pledge to you guys. If you don't hear from me at least once a day on Marco Polo or Facebook, someone better call me. And if I don't hear from one of you guys at least once a day on Marco Polo or Facebook, I'm going to call you. Oh. Or text you. I'm going to get you to talk to me. I'm going to drop, drop kick you if you don't follow that. Okay, do it. No, seriously, I want you to. First off, because I want to see you fly through the air. <laughs> yeah. that would, dude, that, that would be that would be impressive. Yeah. I'd like to see that. I'm yeah. what, Bill flying through the air or me reaching out every day? Uh, but, oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> you know it'd be most impressive of all, Bob flying through the air. Yes. Yes. Yeah. All right, so here I would say so. Like the final question, final question is JFK Jr. alive? Oh God, you went back to this. Come on, man. Come on. Yeah. Okay. But, but, so, so look, I looked on. it up. Vincent uh, Scusa, I think, is the name of the guy. Something like that. Um, that's at all the Trump rallies. That has yeah. similar characteristics. His wife, the lady that's always within six feet of him. We're going to say because of that little Miss Patriot, at least seven feet of him because of the significance of seven in the Bible and how Trump relates to the Bible and Israel. Yeah, it kind of kind of gets weird after that. Like, I don't no, know. I, I, think I, that I saw I saw that. And I'm like, that's kind of weird, but I kind of like it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, that this is all just people. People don't know what the fuck's going on and they're starving for information. And information's seeping out of the cracks that people don't want seeping out of the cracks. Yeah. And people like us are soaking it up and like, oh, is this, this, this sounds plausible. Doesn't just sound probable. It sounds plausible. Now where's the proof? And we want the proof and we're hoping and praying that the proof will come out and things will change. And it's the same when you're in a, you're in a state of crisis, right? Mm-hmm. Looking for the proof that things will change. Man, like, I, I'm I'm really curious to see what the next what what what's the world going to look like in November when Trump wins the election in 2020? We won't be wearing masks for that. That's for damn yeah. sure. You know, no, like, no, listen, like, how, how are you guys coping with all this? 
How, how are you coping with crisis? Like right now, I mean, I heard Ohio, there's like a, I don't know. There's Basically, the, the governor just had a press conference that was like driving in the car with your dad. And he, he turns around and goes, if you don't knock it the fuck off, I'm going to turn this car around and whoop all your asses. That's basically what Mike DeWine just said on TV. Okay. He says that if you guys don't shape up, we're going to go back into lockdown pretty much. Yeah, so like there's a lot of pressure from DeSantis here. Um, freaking Brian Kemp in Georgia just put out a, an executive order that cities and counties cannot mandate masks. And I'm like, we're opening I'm schools, moving to Georgia, man. Like, Bill, what'd you? Yeah. We're opening schools. Like, yeah. 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 Like, we're not, we're not, we're not stopping. Like, our governor is saying, we got to open the schools. We're going to get kids back in school. I mean, well, you yeah, know, that's, that's we're, we're, we're like number nine in the nation right now. And yeah, masks are mandatory, but people are going around here saying, well, you know what? Masks. I have a, I have a health issue that hinders me from wearing a mask. I'm not okay. wearing a mask. You I know, have like, chronic sinusitis and seasonal allergies right now. I mean, yeah. I have chronic sinusitis all the time, but my seasonal allergies are really bad right now. I can't breathe through my nose. If I wear a mask, I'm having trouble breathing. So I'm not wearing a mask. Yeah. Yeah. So I yeah, mean, I mean, it's Florida, Florida's up and down, man. They're up and down. They're, it's yeah, crazy. is that is that another form of control though? It is. It's total it is a total form of well, control. I, I see. I see retinal scanning coming soon. Oh, that's why they did it. Mm-hmm. I'm that's walking, guys. I, I went. I flew to Nebraska two weeks ago. I left my house, drove to the airport. Walked up to the TSA security guard in Charleston, South Carolina, did not even remove my mask, handed in my passport card, handed in my freaking thing. Taliban looking son of a bitch. Yeah. Handed handed in my freaking boarding pass. He said, all right, have a good day. Nothing. I mean, I mean, you didn't even ask me to remove my mask. Didn't ask me to like take my shoes off. Nothing. I literally just walked through like it was nothing. I'm like, I'm sitting there walking around like, where are the cameras that are scanning my eyeballs right now? So, because so here, who the, hell, who the hell I am? Did you go through a body scanner or anything? Yeah, totally. Okay, didn't so have, you went through. Didn't have, to, didn't have to remove my jewelry. My yeah, hat yeah. was allowed to so, stay on. So TSA TSA has been a form of control since it's been around. Since yeah, yeah, yeah. It, that that's a whole other conspiracy theory thing that is everybody knows about. Everybody just is willing to deal with it. So so here's the thing about conspiracy theories and you know crisis management. And crisis management is a professional term for like dealing with earthquakes and tsunamis and fires and all that kind of stuff. But I'm talking about crisis management of like the soul of the person, right? Of the, of the single singular person. At what point in conspiracy theories and managing your crises, do you guys get to the point where you're like, this needs to stop. I've had enough. Something needs to change. I'm already there, man. I've been there for a long time. What, but I, I, what got, what got you there? What, what got you there? I'm not talking about like, I mean, what flipped that switch for me, for me, it was like, okay, we're going to open back up. You know, I was still going to stores. I was wearing masks. I was wearing gloves. I was bathing in sanitizer. And now I'm working at a gun range where I see a bunch of people all day. I don't wear a mask. I do sanitize, but that's because I'm seeing a bunch of people all day and I would normally do that. But at the same time, like what flipped your switch bill? Honestly, man, like, I don't even know. I, don't, I, don't, I just kind of came to the terms of 
if it's, if it's real, it's real. If it's not, it's not, you know, like I still personally don't know anybody affected by COVID-19 personally do not know anybody affected died, got it, received it, contracted it. Um, so therefore if I don't know personally that somebody has got, why should I have to fucking wear a mask for something I don't even know is real? The, the media is telling me that's real, you know, like, yeah, like, you know, I mean, I mean, the Black Lives Matter kind of thing and the writing kind of flipped my switch a little bit. Um, it made me stop watching and listening and seeing so much going on that, you know, I, guys, I haven't been on Facebook and I don't know how long, you know, like yeah. I've just stopped taking it in the information and just kind of living in the moment. You know, like, I just feel like that's, I, I, I can't honestly, personally, me with the new job and the new schedule and the kids and the wife trying to work around all that, I don't have time to sit and watch the stuff that's going on in the world right now. I don't want to live in that moment. I want to live in the moment that I have. And I'm working 12 hour days. I get up at 4.45 in the morning. I get home at seven o'clock at night. I have very limited time to spend with my wife and kids, very limited time to spend with you guys. And I'm spending it to the best I can. So, you know, I mean, whether, you know, wearing a mask, I'm not, I'm not really worried about it. You know, I mean, I'm a healthy individual. If I contract a disease, I'm fairly confident that I'm going to fight through it and make it through it. Um, but as far as all the shit that's going on, man, honestly, I don't even know what to think because I'm not, I'm not, I'm not filling my head with it. So, so so what you're saying is in a world full of information, you felt that all the information was unhealthy. So you took a step back. Mm -hmm, 100%. Does that when your flip, when your switch flipped is when you, Mm -hmm. you made that conscious decision that, you know what, look, it's not personally affecting my life every day. So I'm going to take a little bit of a step back Mm -hmm. and I'm going to live my life how Mm -hmm. I want to live it. Mm -hmm. You decided to live that personal freedom that everybody has in the United States, right? Absolutely. 100%. So, so that's, that's an important thing that that's a huge statement right there because we all have that personal liberty to do that. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. If someone's worried about catching Corona, a mask isn't going to stop it. It's, it's scientifically proven that unless you are wearing like a respirator or a mask to stop a virus, it's not going to stop a virus. Yeah. Nope. It right? Gets right in. It gets right in there. Those N95 masks. Like or, picture floating around the internet of a guy who is sanded drywall while wearing an N95 mask and how many particles are on his face around his nose and mouth. Mm-hmm. I'm touching my face 10 times more a day because I'm wearing that damn mask than I would be if I wasn't wearing the mask. Right. You know, I'm, I'm going to the gas station and touching the same 12 buttons on that thing that how many other people have touched are they getting sanitized? Fuck no, they're not. You know, like, oh man, I mean, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, I kind of got to the place where, like, you know, I kind of want to do something about it. You know, I'm just trying to figure out what to do about it. About yeah. what specifically? Just, uh, well, for one, you know, the whole, you know, the sex trafficking. You know, I actually reached out to an organization called Our Rescue. Um, I think it's uh, Tim Ballard, who is a former CIA agent. Um, I, I can't remember which branch of the military he was in, but um, 
his organization is called Our Rescue. I reached out to them to see, like, hey, um, what, do you, what what can I do? Um, is there anything I can do to volunteer or whatever or whatever? And so they they actually emailed me back. So I, I want I want to figure that figure out how what I can do in that arena, um, but also just like. But before you push forward, before you push forward though, what what was your switch? What what switch flipped in you? When when did that happen? What made you start? That happened. That actually happened today. It happened today, and I think what happened was um, I kept on digging and digging and digging um, to see um, uh, who was doing this and how it was happening. I mean, these. I mean sorry to give you the information, whoever's listening to this, but like, like it's happening as soon as, as soon as babies come out of the womb in the umbilical cord, uh, in the umbilical cord still attached penetration. Like, and, and, and like, that's dude, I have, I have six kids and like, you know, one's gone and gone to heaven and everything like that. And I'm thinking like, dude, like what the, like if anybody, if somebody ever did that to my kid, I'd be in jail for a long, long time. And I'm trying to figure out like, okay, well, you, live in, you live in Florida, the deadly, the deadly force laws there are great. You wouldn't be in jail. Well, the, and so I'm just trying to figure out like, okay, is there something I can do? Because I can't unknow something. And for me, I can't unknow something and not do anything about it. I've got to figure out how I can do something about it. Um, whether it's, damn, if it, if it, it, if there is no way for me to serve in some, in some way or fashion, let me write a check or some shit, you know, some, whatever, whatever I could do. But, you know, also like outside the whole sex trafficking thing, like what can I, I mean, let's ask uh, today, you know, cause Brian Kipp, um, signed the executive order on, you know, regu- like deregulating mask mandates. What can we do to get Ron DeSantis to do the same thing? What, what can we do? And I'm like, I'm sitting here like, well, we could reach out to all the influencers in Florida who are against ma- mask mandate and we could actually let, you know, <laughs> do the social media route, you know, that kind of, I don't know, like what can we do to get a sign of, petition or something like that. So I just started like thinking like, man, you know, um, this is not the only, the first, this is not the first time that I've had this thing in my brain of like, well, what if I kind of, what if I went into, into politics some way, somehow, um, you know, I, it's just something that I've always thought about. I don't know, like mayor or some shit. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I I've thought about something like that, but I don't, I don't know. I don't know how much fruit, or start with town council, man. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I was like, man, dude. I ain't get much. None, to, dude. I got laid off for the lot, you know, just, and I'm sitting here thinking like, wow, I got a little time to think you about this. Bro. You, doesn't go as I low as that. HOA. Yeah. <laughs> I know he says, go as low as your homeowners association. That that's, that's actually pretty funny. I can see Randall walking around like that TV commercial that's out recently of, of Sharon or whatever her name is, like chopping down the mailbox for being two, two inches too tall or tearing out bushes for being unregulated. No, but, but think that would be the best. If you were head of the HOA, how would you, that would be the best way 100% to build community around you. 
That's <laughs> true. <laughs> so, paint all your houses the way you want them. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> so here's the funny thing. regulations. <laughs> here's here's the funny thing too about that is you know cutting back on regulations, right? You know, I before this whole pandemic and whatever all this shit started, I I, I looked at myself as like a, a red blooded Republican. You know what I mean, like Republican Party through and through. I'm now more leaning towards libertarian. Okay. I think we're coming to an end of two two parties, bro. Mm-hmm. I hope we are. Um, the reason I voted for Trump is because looking at uh, Captain Commander with Russell Crowe, you know, the lesser of two evils. Um, between Hillary and Trump, because we knew it was going to be one of them, them that won, I went with the lesser of two evils, which was Donald mm-hmm. Trump. Now, I'm not going to say I don't like Trump. I do like Trump. I like what he's doing. I like his personality. I like who he is okay he, he, he's a no-nonsense i don't give a fuck like this is how it's going to be done okay i like that behind trump it reminds me of big stick politics from back in the day however if there was another president that came out that or another person running that was a libertarian that i felt could actually win i would vote for them like joe jorgensen i she wants to abolish the ATF. Hell yeah. You know what I mean? Like I'm a gun guy through and through. I teach firearms. I sell firearms. I work at a range. Like that's my life. If the ATF could actually be abolished, I'm all about it. But do I think she has a chance of getting in office and actually abolishing a federal agency like the ATF? No, I don't. So I'm going to vote for Trump again in 2020. I'll say that right now. I don't really even care. Um, but in saying that, like I... I a lot recently with all this stuff has been have been leaning towards trying to help people realize the personal liberties that they have. Okay. And Dewey. trying to go ahead. Do we? Do we? I mean, this is gonna be a long episode. Do we do do we have personal liberties? <sighs> yes. I mean, we do technically. We do. I mean, so, we can st- right so i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna squash that right there really quick okay because we could dive deep and it could be a really long episode but i think i think we're coming close to an ending point um (laughs) on the whole personal liberties front if you act like an adult and practice your personal liberties in society then you will have more personal liberties if you act like a reasonable and responsible adult okay in saying that if you do not do what the cops tell you to do, expect to get your ass put on the ground. <laughs> Reasonable and responsible, right? And saying that most of the population right now do not like acting reasonable and responsible. It is the cool thing to act like an asshole. Mm-hmm. It really is. God, Bob, I love your facial expressions this episode. They're great, man. Um, it, it is. It is. <laughs> It is what has caused a lot of these crises and a lot of this upper government control of what's going on right now is, is people acting like assholes and the government being like, well, hey, you know, people are going out and being in public and the, the virus is spreading. When I heard the pandemic of the COVID-19, whatever you want to call it, was coming around, what did I do? I went shopping really fast and I pretty much stayed in my house for a month. Imagine if everybody acted like a reasonable and responsible adult and did that. <laughs> right. We wouldn't have a toilet paper shortage. Right. COVID would be gone right now. 
even if people would have been responsible enough to stay in their house and not go out for two weeks. Oh, I'm young and I, I can't die from this. My be- one of my best friends, she's a nurse, right? She works at a hospital in Arizona because she's a traveling nurse. Someone on her unit with no pre-existing conditions just died from COVID-19. How old was he? Probably in his 20s. 33 years old. Mm. Out of the target range, no pre-existing conditions, and he died from COVID-19. Okay. It is wow. a real thing. It is a real thing in my opinion. I don't think Are you sure it was COVID? Because they are, they're, they're, they're being told the right people. Well, are hey, yeah, well, hey, wait, wait, wasn't well, you that said George Floyd didn't die? <laughs> yeah, I wasn't saying yeah, George, George Floyd, Floyd was paid. George I Floyd wasn't was saying paid. George Floyd didn't die, even though there's some new information out about the whole George Floyd case. That's extremely interesting. I'm saying I was talking about a conspiracy theory. <laughs> people that thinking George Floyd didn't die because the body that got put on the gurney didn't have legs. Uh, and now the police department won't release the body cam videos of the incident while it was happening there's only the videos that people have provided from outside the body cam videos because they don't want the public to see what actually happened sorry dude that was like a totally ace ventura moment right there (laughs) only this (gasps) Uh, okay so so look guys we're gonna end it. We're gonna end it here tonight. Okay, we could keep talking about conspiracy theories all night and all these crises that are going on and how we're managing them. But but what's important, right? What what's the most important lesson we learned out of today, out of this conversation? Now is not the time to hide and be alone. Grow your fucking community. Mm-hmm. Know who your friends are. Know what your friends can do. Know what your friends can help you with, and rely on your friends when you're in a time of crisis. And I'm not just talking about COVID or Black Lives Matter. I'm talking about even personal crises that you may have day to day. Rely on your friends that have maybe been there and done that. Rely on your friends to help you through your things. And guys, I will pledge it to you again. Bill, if I don't, re- if I don't reach out to everybody at least once a day, next time you see me, I expect a dropkick. Mm, okay? Right in the ass. Right in the asshole. Nah. Right. Nah. Still, still tone. Still tone. <laughs> guys thank you for listening there of alpha podcast one and on that note please reach out to your friends uh please keep your community strong in these times of crisis and remember read a fucking book you gain some information (laughs) see you guys out there (laughs) love y'all